Today we are recapping episode seven, and this time it's just me and Mick because Amanda abandoned us to go on vacation. Um, so we miss her, but she should be back next week. Uh, let's go ahead and start where we usually do with Liz and Max. Um, that confrontation at the beginning of the episode, um, that was the Liz I've been waiting for. Yes, like absolutely. Um, I think I've said this last week, um, just from the promo that we got, it already looked exciting as a scene. Um, it very much reminded me of the um, scene at the, I think it was the end of season two, I want to say, the finale of season two when they break up. Um, a little bit of that fire from Liz it was a very brief scene which I, I did kind of want to have like a little bit more of an extended scene where they discussed it a little more but I think she said a lot of important stuff that we've been saying and we've been noticing about their relationship and how Max behaves and the fact that he makes decisions without her for the both of them or that are going to affect both of them um so yeah I really love that for Liz I hope that it will not be like next episode they're all you know okay and back with each other in love as right like it never happens yeah um but yeah I really like that scene it was you know you know this whole season has been for Max has been like you know, I want to have a life with Liz. I want mm-hmm. to marry Liz. I want, you know, but you don't make such a, a life altering decision about yourself and the people around you without talking to your partner. Yeah. And so I'm glad that Liz finally has like kind of called him on this. I think it was a very necessary conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see if Max really listened. Yeah. That's um, a big if. Yeah. Does Max ever listen to anybody? Yeah, but I Uh, think it was, you know, it was a necessary thing for her to even say, is this how you want to behave with the woman you say you want to marry? And that's, you know, that was a question that we've, I know we as a podcast, we've been dragging with us for the whole season since episode one. So I hope he thinks about it you know I don't think he really thought about it or they've shown that he's thought about it in this episode but maybe he will in the future I hope so I hope so for Liz if they get you know assuming they get back together happy as always yeah I I don't know like I want to hope that you know like given and we'll talk about this later given the conversation he also had with Michael in this episode Mm -hmm. I'm hoping maybe, you know, we're, we're getting away from season one max again. Yeah. Um, I'm not holding my breath. My outline 
says Max is an asshole day that ends in Y. Yep. Like it, this is, it's kind of just who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was better before this season. So I'm hoping that maybe we're turning the corner here um, because he's the main male character and I can't stand him on a show that I love and I, I yeah. want that to be. He was getting to the point in, in season three, especially where he was at least tolerable. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we get back to that. I think like for us, I always like, it's always funny when I think about it, but as you know, Max is as tolerable, tolerable as Echo are. So if they as a couple are not like, you're not into it, then Max is even more, you're even more like, I don't even want to look at him. And now, well, like with that scene in particular, I think we're really going back to what I think was fun as a viewer, uh, you know, in Echo, like they have such strong opinions and such really different views on life and they've always had them. And so it's really interesting always to see how they try to find a common ground. And um, I hope that continues because it is very interesting to see in a relationship. No, for sure, I agree. So let's also talk about Liz and Shivani. I, as a Battlestar Galactica fan, I like Rekha Sharma. I was very excited to see her. I wanted to like Shivani. Now I'm convinced that Shivani's super shifty and Mm -hmm. is playing and manipulating Liz, which, I mean, we kind of got that vibe already, especially when we saw the, um, the pod her daughter's in yeah. after, uh, after the last episode. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, now, now she seems super shifty and shady and. I don't know. I don't know if it's shady because again, it's the same conversations that we had with Deep Sky, really. Like, and that went nowhere really, uh, or it wasn't, they weren't the bad guys at least, you know? Um, so with Roswell, I'm always kind of on the fence about like, is this a red flag? Are we supposed to think this is shady? I think there's definitely more to her than we know um, and that she's using Liz. Um, but at the same time, I think part of it is genuine and it is genuine interest, at least professional, um, towards Liz. Oh, and I don't, I don't mean that she's necessarily evil. I just yeah. think that she is playing and manipulating Liz for her own sure. gains at this point. And um, I'm sure that will come into play whenever Allie becomes a real factor in this story, if she ever does. I mean, we're on episode seven. Yeah. Um, but uh, but Shivani did give us Rosa back. Yes. You know, she's Liz's foil in a lot of situations. And mm-hmm. so it was so nice to have that back. I hope that's not the only episode she's in. But I hope so. I mean, she doesn't appear to have gone back to Roswell, which for her character and the point where she's at makes sense. But um, I do hope she visits Roswell. I do want to see her with more people that are not Liz. Um, And I do want her back. So maybe like for the holidays or something, like have a holiday episode. I don't know. 
um i i do think we'll get her back at least for the like last couple of episodes in row and that's what i was thinking like when the plot starts to climax or something yeah. because she does she does have abilities and we're down to aliens mm-hmm. with abilities so one would think maybe she comes in to like you know when they call the cavalry or whatever yeah um, um yeah i didn't read i i love having rosa back like you said she's a foil for Liz in many many ways and she really even if she's younger at this point like she's still 1920 I guess mentally um but she still is very much Liz's older sister like in this episode specifically they do have like these insecurities about them that have that kind of like discussion um in the episode but um I think just what she said to Liz was very much older sister advice and it was very um I I think moving to me that Rosa got to that point like seeing where she got from season one really to now and that she's I wouldn't say well adjusted but more well adjusted than she was earlier and that she's finally doing something for herself so yeah. yeah For sure. She seems lighter. Yeah. And then she has Which friends one? her age. Oh, she has friends. I love Rosa so much. And I'm glad she had roommates because when when Liz first walked into the apartment, I was like, there is no way Rosa can yeah. afford that apartment in New York. But if she has two roommates, okay, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe she's working as well, you know. Yeah. But I would think, you know, she's worked at a diner her whole adult life, I guess. So mm-hmm. I would think she is she's had something on the side but um yeah it was very fun um her art I do think her art is you know evolving like Liz said um it was very that conversation that they had at dinner where Liz like ships into science mode with Shivani and and Rosa just kind of sitting there that was so like I felt that as someone who as always study humanities and stuff like that um and you do sometimes I have friends that are like into physics and like engineering and stuff and are pursuing that and you're like okay I have you know I have no idea I, I right <laughs> you know I have no idea what to talk about I have friends who who are into like poli sci and stuff like that and you're like I I don't know you know I studied languages folks like I don't know what to say to you um and you do kind of feel like left out and and like you have nothing to contribute to the conversation but she really does actually so like the the little tiny moment that you we had when she talks about you know art and what inspires her that was so good to see and i I like that liz apologized about it yes yeah like way to be self-aware liz like at least that's something that she may have taken away from her, like eat, pray, Liz yeah. era. Um, no worries. Elena did comment to us about Liz and Rosa in that argument. She said, why were they fighting? Dumb. I kind of had the same thought. Once the episode was over, I, I kind of got why they had this argument. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the moment, I was like, are they just trying to like generate drama for Liz here? Um, but I get it now. Um, and I'm glad that it was resolved quickly and it didn't yeah. melt down into like this huge dramatic 
thing and they were able to communicate and talk it out. Yeah, it's just really, uh, I, I did like the Liz explain herself uh, and she really, it really is just her being insecure and having all of this, you know, she, she does have pressure in that moment. Like she's fighting with Max and she is trying to figure out how to cure Michael and, and all of this other stuff. And there's evil aliens, you know, I mean, it's pressure. And I did like what Rosa told her about, you know, being well adjusted and finding yourself because it did really feel like what's in, what we've been saying, you know, so far in this season, Liz hasn't been herself. And it, it, it does feel like something that she was actively doing. You know, she was actively trying not to be herself. And Rosa telling her, you know, just find your kind of lane and and you will you know you will be happier and you will you know enjoy your life and stuff like that so it was great to see and it was great to see as a viewer that has you know had questions about Liz characterization for six, right. six seven episodes now so yeah no I agree I'm and that's the beauty of Rosa as a character is she's always the one that can give Liz some perspective mm-hmm. yeah and so I'm I'm glad she's back I hope she I hope she follows Liz to yeah. Roswell I think um, I just remember and Katie cut this out if you want spoiler maybe I think she she's in a few stills that we got for the f- next few episodes I can't remember if it's next one or the one after that and she's in Roswell. I think she's in a in a, a cell with Isabel, I want to say. But um, so I hope she will well, back. One assumes that she is because if she was only in one episode, she's still in the listed in the main cast mm-hmm. in the opening of every episode. Yeah. So she has so like, are you only paying for her name? <laughs> So uh, next, we're going to talk a bit about Michael and Max and Bonnie and also a little bit of Isabel because she was also kind of in multiple places in this episode. Um, So Michael and Isabel learned really fast about Max losing his powers and it all happened off screen. Because like when Michael walked up and he said that, I was like, oh, so he knows this now. Okay, I mean. Yeah, and it's the morning after. So (laughs) I want to say... Like, I don't know if they, with their powers, they also lost, like, kind of the connection that they have with each other, or if that's still there, and maybe that's it, or, like, was he texting with them? Like, do they have a I group just, chat? Like, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, Liz is in a group chat with all of them going, guess what dumbass thing Max did now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Um but whatever, it's not significant, you know. It's a blowhole. Let's go. <laughs> it's just more of uh, telling, not showing. Yeah, that's Roswell's mo. So, um, so Bonnie's staying with Michael, I guess. I mean, she was staying with Max the night before, so I thought, I thought so too. Where did she I go? thought so too? But maybe that maybe that scene took place at Michael and Alex's. I don't think I don't so. Know. I mean, I Max. I think Max got out of bed. He wasn't in bed. Yeah, really. but that's not to say he didn't travel to Michael's house. Uh, 
Yeah. But whatever. I need somebody to wonder where Alex is. God, I swear to God, it's been seven full episodes now. We're just realizing that Alex is gone. And we'll talk about it later with Maria. Mm -hmm. But I just want to say now that we're talking about Michael, it's not even Michael who realizes that that he's gone. Mm -mm. Bro. (laughs) I don't care what kind of relationship you have or you don't talk very often or whatever. He presumably has not had contact with his boyfriend for weeks. Yeah. It seems like it's been weeks. And there's not any kind of concern whatsoever. Like Alex is just off doing Alex stuff and it's all fine and dandy when his best friend's mom died, when yeah. Michael got sick, when all this stuff is happening and everybody's just like, oh, I'm sure Alex is fine yeah. somewhere, whatever. Yeah, I mean, they didn't even bring up, I, I do like that they keep bringing, in, bringing Alex up, but it feels yes. like at this point, it feels like you're mocking us. Like, okay, so you do know that Alex exists, but no one realizes that maybe something is wrong when, like you said, you know, Mimi died, his boyfriend was sick, and they have been contacting him. So presumably, if he was okay, he would get those messages. Maybe not the day or at that very time, but I mean, even if it was off the grid and traveling around I would think every once in a while he would have you know his phone on and stuff like that so exactly like it it it, I know the show is ridiculous and you're you're not supposed to go into it knowing that there's any kind of like believability but this is this is nuts this is nuts yeah (laughs) so and also um, like if you assume that Alex would be like we know at the end of the episode spoiler that Alex doesn't have the necklace on but Michael thinks that Alex has the necklace on so like wouldn't that be something to like look into it really it really boggles my mind and um spoiler for the next promo (laughs) he finds out (laughs) through Maria I think I have uh, obviously the, the episode hasn't come out, but that's what it looks like from the promo. So like he he's not even the one figuring out. <laughs> this is like this is insane. <sighs> like you are telling us, you've been telling us for like four seasons now, three seasons, that these two men are like connected and are like soulmates. Cosmic. Bro doesn't even realize his boyfriend is gone. Like, no, no, come on. Like there has to be something else here because if this is how you're explaining it, it feels like a joke. Well, and I understand completely why they had to do this because sure. of Tyler. Totally, totally understandable. It could have been executed better, which I feel like is kind of like a recurring theme with Roswell. Like, it's cool, could have been executed better. I mean, you know, if Michael had known for a few more episodes, I, you know, Alex was gone end of episode two so I understand we're at episode seven now I understand maybe episode three and four Michael not realizing they happen like the very next 
few days after episode two. So I realized that, I, like, I understand that. And Alex was supposed to be gone again. So that makes sense. But when you get into episode, like, five, six, seven now, Mm-hmm. It really doesn't make sense. So I would have, what I would have liked if to, to have had Michael find out a bit sooner or figure out a bit sooner. Still, you could, you could have had Tyler not showing up on screen if you couldn't have him film, but Michael looking for him. Um, right, like showing some concern yeah. or even anger. You know, like there, if there was a quick, you could have done a quick scene with Michael on the phone after all the Mimi stuff and being like, your best friend's mom died. Why aren't yeah. you answering your phone? Like, what mm-hmm. the hell is going on? Showing like some concern and some worry. Yeah. And, and like, we know that Tesca is involved. So at least one of the evil aliens mm-hmm. is involved. And she needs Alex for something because she said that when he went, you know, down in the sand or whatever and we haven't had like even an ounce of explanation for that and we've been buried like Alex was under information so like even a little bit of a little scene with Tesca and maybe you know Clyde saying like we have you know we have this person when we, we, we need to get this other person and stuff like that. Like, are we not into that already? It's halfway through the season. Like, when will we find out what Alex is for, you know? I can only assume that we didn't have a scene like that because they're going to play this is Alex dead angle for the next, I don't know, episode or two or, or whatever. And you can't really do that if you've got Clyde and Tesca saying like, oh, Alex is in the cave under the alien quicksand. Yeah, but I mean, haven't we already figured out that Alex isn't dead because Dallas is okay under the quicksand, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't believe anything on this show anymore. <laughs> like, why would Alex be dead? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't think, A, I don't think they would do that. Uh, I just obviously they're just going to have a think that, but nobody's going to think that. Like uh, Dallas was okay going down, so. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about it about Alex more later when we talk about Maria, though. It's like sure. we should be talking about Michael. But <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm just I'm very upset. I have a lot I of feelings. Upset. Doesn't make sense writing wise. Um, I want to have, I want to talk really quickly about that scene at the sheriff's station with Michael and Max and Bonnie, (laughs) because I have a lot to say about Max being the one leading that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) None of it's nice. Having Max specifically and Michael to being in, in that room, having that conversation um, but Max specifically have that line about black people and um, black people being um, oppressed and uh, targeted and having you know racism racism as a whole concept um, on Earth. Like, is this really the person who should be talking about this? Is a the white one who threatened cop. a Nazi? Yeah, is a white cop in America. 
you just could, you could have just as easily had Michael being the one explaining to it. See, he was in the room. You know, they could have just, I think, talked about it differently. And I think also Bonnie's been on Earth for a few months now. Has she not realized where racism Race- is? Especially in America, like you are in America. Like it doesn't take that long to figure it out. Yeah, um, I, I do understand that specifically maybe racism is in America in the 40s as something that even if you do understand racism, you know, in pre- present day America would be, you know, insane to you as someone who is still learning about human history. But still, I think it was a bad look having Max say that line and talk about it. Not talking about, not, you know, having that theme as a whole because- No, it's a good conversation to have. Yeah, it's a good conversation to have, but I would have liked, you know, someone else to have had that conversation. I wouldn't say, you know, not necessarily Liz or Maria, but like maybe Dallas would have been a good conversation to have it with since he was involved in Mm -hmm. the same research at the same time. Um, yeah, also, having the, uh, how do they find out? Like, was Dallas? I'm so confused about how they found out that Bronson had tried to purchase land if Dallas was not in contact with. I'm so confused. I'm assuming that Isabel told them, but yeah, yeah, it's but a wasn't weren't they in the mindscape like half of the episode? I, I'm so I just I wish that they hadn't given that speech and kind of like holier than thou vibe explaining racism from the vaguely racist white cop yeah Uh it's not great but that conversation did lead to the return of sanders yes and uh it's just so good (laughs) he's so good and uh he's funny and I loved the part about, you know, like if you owned land, you know, why would you live there instead of a junkyard? And he's like, it's closer to the liquor store. Yeah. And that's such a Mike, he is such Michael's son, like, or Michael's father, like. Yeah. <laughs> Does it, he has such good one-liners. Like, he's so fun. Um, I, I was like for a very brief moment before they showed like the actual case on the land that he owns. Um, I thought that the land he owned was the case where the pods were. Um, and that would have been mm. such a good way to tie all the story together. It's not to say that they, they aren't, but I, I would think they would have thought about that before. You know? <laughs> um, no, for sure. And like, what a poetic way for him to keep them yeah. safe. And it would be like, they own this piece of land. And it would have been such a cool way to have, you know, Nora and Louise and Bronson brought into the present even more to say they bought this plot of land, put it in Sanders' name, and put the pods there, and and Sanders looked over them, you know, all this time. And that would have been so, like, so so cute. Um, But it wasn't. (laughs) And that's okay. I won't cry about it. Let's talk about Max again for a second. Hmm. and his like 
uncontrollable need to control everyone Mm -hmm. to boss everyone around like we have established that you're not the savior you're not the leader and these are all fully grown people capable of making their own decisions and max just tries to control everyone at every turn and i know that he thinks it's because he's protecting them yeah but it's been it's been three and a half seasons and it you know it just goes back to this idea that like we're still with season one max that he hasn't learned anything Mm-hmm. I did um I did like Isabel saying that to him like saying like oh, Michael, sure. Michael is a fully full-grown man and can make his own decisions even if it's leaving the planet um I I was kind of like the big brother little brother thing I was like does that mm-hmm. apply to you you're all the same age but anyway um but I get that that's been their dynamic the whole time. So like to them, it feels like Max is the older brother and, and Michael is the younger brother and that's the way they act and all of that. So, you know, mm-hmm. theoretically it makes sense even if they're all the same age anyway. Um, and then I did like Max being self-aware and saying I should spend a lot less time um, in protect mode. Um, and I did like that scene with Michael um, at oh, the, end, the, the end, second yeah. one that against the truck um mm-hmm. i thought that was a good brother scene um i thought the pot squad scenes were good um which we didn't get much of we didn't get much of the trio so far this season so it was good to see them back together and their dynamic and them having one share brain cell and Isabel has it this time um, Isabel has it most of the time most of the time yes she does yes she does um this time even more because the other two don't have powers even so um she has like the whole brain cell um is in her brain right now yeah like let's let's talk about that for a second because when they went into the cave and they started you know fighting Tesca or whatever and the two boys just immediately get KO'd and I'm like they're freaking useless without yeah. their powers like thank god for isabel and liz and maria and like all yeah. these strong women they're surrounded by because they're absolutely useless yeah because half the time like it, uh, really of the men there like max and michael are the useless ones because they're mo- the most impulsive ones you know if mm-hmm. alex was there if kyle were there like they're humans so they have to think about things different things differently but they do have like a like more analytic brain and more like a critical minded brain you know that assess situations and stuff like that and Dallas does too like he has more of a Mm -hmm. like like less assess the situation and think about what we should do and Michael and Max don't have that um so it it was funny like it was funny to see that they don't have their powers and they're still like like YOLO you know like Mm -hmm. they have no you know self-preservation I guess instinct which Mm -hmm. from Michael's point of view I can I it's a little weird because it does have it does have that usually in most situations but in situations with other aliens it is not I 
Okay, maybe, and, and maybe because this is a CW show and it's not, you know, rated R. Why would you go in with trank guns? That's like bringing a knife to a gunfight, like bring an actual gun, bro. Like, why are we trying to keep Tesco alive for a reason? I mean, I guess so. And at the same time, she's been shot and um, had a knife in her. That's belly, true. You know, I'm a chatty from Liz and she's still not dead so um I think yeah I guess I just my instinct would be to bring a, a bigger weapon Bro, just <laughs> like the last off. ones didn't like, work yeah that's it that's how you do it we'd, we'd survive better yeah. than we would, would we're final girls all right. Do we have anything else to say about Michael and Max and Bonnie? Um, I guess I would say about Bonnie, I still, I'm still kind of like, eh, I, I don't know. Should we really trust? I guess at this point, since everyone has betrayed her, really, and she's been sucked in the cosmic quicksand, maybe we should have trusted her. But she's still like all the scenes with Max and Michael just felt a little bit like is this woman really that naive like this is a grown woman if she even if she doesn't know earth like it's not like she's been isolated from people the whole time right. so it still feels fake i guess um and i still mm-hmm. don't trust her that much i guess like the the quick sense could still be just just Clyde feeling betrayed um, and just doing that and not necessarily her or part of the plan um, and just they're mm-hmm. very good actors, you know? Yeah, although my notes did say, uh, like at the beginning of the episode, I did write down, Clyde's actor is not good. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, mean in a show where like generally like the acting this is so mean like the acting base is not that good Mm -hmm. you know like they're not oscar nominated actors you know it's just w but um yeah it's a little weak sorry like i just some of the like when he gets like really like crazy yeah i'm like it's just just a little much yeah um but he's trying so whatever it's fine i still don't care about him All right, let's talk about Isabel in Dallas and how very much I appreciated shirtless Dallas. Yes. Yes. Same, same, Isabel. Quentin, if you're listening to this, hello, sir. I am looking disrespectfully. I am. I sure am. Like like Isabel did. So (laughs) am. I was a tiny bit uncomfortable <laughs> with Isabel being like, bro, that is like your kind of brother-ish ish person. Right. Like that would have been like her ogling Max or Michael. It, it just felt weird mm. to me. Um, but she's so like, she didn't grow up with him. That, that's, like, yeah, that's that's true, but like. Is part of I don't know if like the, they didn't really explain the concept of triads that well for us to be like 
people in the same triad could not be in relationships but mm-hmm. that's what it feels like if it, it feels a bit incestuous I did love Isabel's line about like are you har- harboring secret feelings for me because yeah. she like couldn't handle that um, yeah and she's Isabel. so deflecting about you know <laughs> about the whole Kyle. Thing Kyle and stuff <laughs> so I, I get it like yeah you're just trying to distract yourself I get it and I, I I fully appreciate the fact that they created a narrative where two of the hottest people on the show have to hang out in a hot tub. Yes. Like for the whole episode. Yeah. Way to go. I just think, you know, if someone like the, the place they're at feels, you know, kind of deserted or something like that, like Mm -hmm. far away, but just think about like, people who drove past that you're like are are those people dead the like they're just unconscious in a hot tub in the middle are of they nowhere okay? just someone like going in and poking them like are you okay oh that would be fun i love this show so much <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but anyway <laughs> sure i did not understand why they're in the hot tub like why couldn't they just go in like a, a pool or something? Like, why did it have to be a hot tub? Like, Isabel yeah. going water is a superpower, but yeah, but she, but you have to go into mindscape. It doesn't matter anyway. But anyway, okay, that's fine. Go ahead. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna take it because sure. I got. Yeah. I got shirtless Dallas out of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So, in the mindscape, in the memories, when Dallas called uh Roy Uncle Roy I was like they Maria and him are siblings I'm still calling it they're so related yep (laughs) I don't know how I don't know how but that man is Maria's dad like for sure Alice's dad is Maria's dad I don't want my theory my theory is that he went back into the pod Uh uh-huh got out in the 80s or 90s or whatever got with Mimi had Maria and yep. died I, I, is he dead I don't like know. at the end of the episode he was kind of glowing though I thought he was another like it was very holy spirit of him yeah like, like the, the biblical references this episode like this episode <laughs> with Dallas specifically with biblical references was like sure sure like there's a, a, a bit too many Jesuses in this <laughs> show by now. Like we're like at three now. It's fine. Um, but no, it was it, it was so good to see Bronson again. Um, I really, mm. I really, really like the flashbacks from this episode. Um, both having him back and Nathan as Jones again. Um, oh my god. When when we got Jones for that second, I could hear you in my head. Yeah. going Jones <laughs> it was so fine um I do I do hope we also get Nora and Louise um yes at least even like a bit um yeah. but yeah it was so cute um it was heartbreaking to see um how Dallas went back into the pod um but I think it was really nice to for him to have his dad back that way and to mm-hmm. get those memories. I mean, if obviously they pushed the plot forward and and they, 
they played a big part in that but um just on a on a character perspective was so interesting for Dallas it was a big Dallas episode um very happy mm-hmm. to have have him have like like a big chunk of the plot like that no for sure I loved the scenes with with young Dallas mm-hmm. and 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 Theo that it was just it gave you know we talk a lot about how Roswell gives us these characters and then just expects us to care about them. And with Dallas, it feels like they're actually putting in the work to give him a backstory and give him this character arc that makes us care about him. You know, we were, we were all intrigued by him and we liked him in the last season. And now this season, it feels like, okay, now we're getting all this stuff. And like, so now we really care about him. Um, At the end of the episode, when he was pulling into the quicksand, (laughs) I was like, they're gonna kill Dallas and I was just like <gasps> As, and like that's the reaction that they want for a lot of these characters that we just don't yeah. feel but with him I was like they better not yeah when Bonnie went down right before him I was like sure she's gone yes let's go yeah. and then okay apart from the fact that he walked over the quicksand to get to Clyde that's okay it's fine but then he went down and I was like we just and then he cut to like Maria and Liz going oh maybe Alex is dead so I was like nope um but then I was very happy to see him um alive and well um underneath the quicksand um I will say that the ship is underneath do we think the ship is underneath that quicksand I mean if there is actually a ship and they're you know they've not been bullshitting us the whole time um yes I I would guess that's where it is um but that would that mean the Nora and Louise put it there I would think so because I'm so confused about all the pieces and how they fit together like they've given us so much information at the same time if all of these episodes feel like filler episodes so I'm just like I'm so confused like who did what just put it in a like a neat timeline for me if you have to tell me all of this information at least do it well right and and some of it they hit the mark and some of it they don't and and you know the show's not perfect yeah but um I did want to talk about you know we just we keep coming back to it here with the biblical references when when Dallas was literally parting the waters. To yeah, keep right, glasses. I was like, and I'm glad that Isabel called that out. Like, yeah. that the show is self-aware enough to be like, okay, yes, we've done a lot of this. Like, let's acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, and then and then Theo went full Holy Spirit on them. Yes. Yeah. Like at the end when he's all glowing and stuff, and I'm like, Theo's Jesus. Yeah. Like this is sure. either your your Gandalf mm-hmm. or your Jesus. <laughs> like that felt like the Gandalf is back reveal from Lord of the Rings. It felt the same way. I want a bumper sticker that says you're either Gandalf or Jesus. <laughs> Love that. Um, so I do want to take one second before we kind of get into a little bit more at this point. Isabel's growth. Mm-hmm. from season one is one of the best things the show has done gorgeous and that line 
that she said to Dallas about like embracing who you are mm-hmm. was so good. And I'm so glad that Isabel has gotten to this point where she's just so comfortable with herself and who she is as a person and the fact that she's an alien because she never seemed super comfortable with it when the show first started. And, you know, part of that was Noah's influence. Um, and it's, it is one of the best things the show has done. It has handled it for the most part with a ton of grace yeah. and Lily's amazing. And it's one of my favorite parts of the show. I agree. And also at the same time, I think they do it with a well-balanced kind of, there is grace in it and there is um, um, kind of empathy in it and and being careful with a lot of it. Um, And at the same time, just Isabel being Isabel. So Mm -hmm. it just kind of melts together beautifully. And she still is that kind of like step for step for wife ice queen kind of character but she's still she is also so much more altruistic and generous and it really does care about other people and not just her brothers but like people in general and that was so good to see like in this episode it's Dallas specifically Mm -hmm. she really does help him so much and there's really nothing asked for it you know you ask back for it she doesn't ask anything back for it um Mm -hmm. and I think that's beautiful and I really I I do love Isabel so much even if she does say dumb stuff any once in a while yeah but I think that makes her the most realistic character yeah she's relatable you know I mean she's gorgeous telling goddess but she's also relatable which is fun and i think out of all of the characters on the show i think the writers and and lily understand her the most i wonder i do wonder how much of it is lily having really a say in her character because i know when when Karina was still there she did kind of have conversations with Lily um and they've talked about Lily being you know mm-hmm. uh, welcomed into the writer's room I don't know if she actually wrote scenes but I know she like had you know her mm-hmm. her ideas um and I wonder how much influence she she actually does have on on Isabel when she plays her um because I she does, that, she she understands Isabel, I think, on a, on a very deep level. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And I think that they have the clearest idea of who she is as a character mm-hmm. compared to, you know, we say, we make a lot of comments sometimes about the writers not understand, understanding who Michael Guerin is. Yeah. And thankfully, we don't have that, seem to have that problem with Isabel very often. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of wrap up this side of it, I just have a note here that says Clyde is crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's insane. Um, I mean, he's more fun now than he was in the Oh yeah, episodes. it makes him so much more interesting yeah. for him to be like a religious fanatic, apparently. Yeah. When um, he when he was kneeling at um like I would guess Jones's grave, I'd say, like where they burn him. Mm-hmm. I was like, was this man in love with Jones? 
bro. I mean, can can you blame him a little? I mean, a little bit, like no, I don't Jones blame very him. Very charismatic. I don't blame him, but I did wonder, mm-hmm. like the just the thing that he said. It was like, all right, sure, all right, okay. But yeah, it does sound yeah. just very, very much like a fanatic and and someone who <laughs> was just in a cult, really, <laughs> which. <laughs> Is, is how they they paint. yeah it's the point right yeah it's the like point a theocus is a cult yeah um, <laughs> but it was fun to like okay bro you know what though it, you're right it makes him more interesting and i will i would like to see him continue to spiral from here on out yeah uh the last note that i have on this whole section doesn't have anything to do with isabel and dallas but we're going to talk about it here because dallas found it is alex's necklace Sure. It's, so I'm hoping that that means uh, we're going to get Alex back. How did it, how did it fall from his neck? <laughs> Still tied. Like, <laughs> like what kind of creepy, oh, crappy necklace did Michael make? Uh, you're Michael. asking the wrong person. No, it was it was funny because it was like at this point you're just really edging me with not the right. necklace. <laughs> like, oh sure, the necklace. Why not? Mm-hmm. For fuck's sake. And uh we got another comment from No Worries Elena that mm-hmm. said, Is our boyfriend back yet? And with a little I love that she included a little dingy emoji for the <laughs> ring, and that's more to do with Maria. But like same, like stop teasing us i i mean i'm glad you're teasing us and you do, you're not acting like alex doesn't exist but <laughs> at the same time i need him back yeah i i always like i feel like i have this feeling i've had this feeling for weeks now i was like this is the episode where we finally see him again mm-hmm. and it's never that like i generally in this episode specifically i was like okay he's gonna see alex in a corner maybe he's gonna be i don't know passed out sick i don't know but we're gonna see him no it's necklace i am gonna put my money on him being in the next episode in episode eight so we'll see now whether he's actually like he may be unconscious he may be like i don't know but he's I think he knows it. Like he's just sleeping his face. the whole time. Yeah, for weeks he's been asleep. For weeks. maybe he's in a pod, you know. That's kind of my thought is that maybe he's in a pod. That would be and, fun. And that's how he's somehow like telepathically mm-hmm. connecting to Maria, um, which we'll talk about in a minute. So, yeah, just, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure is not dead, but he no, being sure. in a pod will be like my favorite explanation. Let's move on and talk about Maria. Um, the beginning of the episode, that first thing that she had where she was looking for signs of Mimi um, and talking to Mimi's urn as not to get too heavy and personal, but as someone who's lost their mom, like that hit really close to home. And I'm glad they included that scene where she's just kind of like desperately kind of like looking for that connection. Yeah. Um I thought that was, you know, it's a real, like grief is real. And, you know, she just lost her mom a couple of weeks ago yeah. and now she doesn't have the ability, you know, to 
contact her, which I guess I didn't realize was a thing to begin with, but whatever, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really love that, that they included that and then, you know, kind of showing that, yeah. that she's still deep in her grief. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, because other than that, we've really had no mention of, you know, Mimi and everyone seems to have moved past that, which could be explained away with like coping mechanisms and all of that. But um, it was very brief, even how it happened and all of that. We've talked about it, but um, it's really... Maria's grief journey is what I wanted to see in that episode and I'm glad they're like bringing it um forward into the season I did like that line that she had about wanting Mimi to rest peacefully but having to figure stuff out and uh, yeah generally I really like that I feel so heartbreaking that Maria had this idea that she was talking or communicating to her mom in some way and then she figures out that it's actually it wasn't her mom at all the whole time it was Alex um I am kind of confused that she still thinks she's she was connecting with her mom or did I get I don't think so I think that she realizes at the end of the episode that she wasn't connecting with her mom and I hope that we get some acknowledgement of that and some fallout from that like that it's not her mom and that she may not have any ability to contact her mom or have a connection with her Um, but yeah, the vibe I got at the end of the episode was that she's going, she's going to be like, this wasn't my mom. Like I've never been able to connect with her since I've been trying. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's heartbreaking. Like it's Mm -hmm. like, she's losing her again, you know, and she doesn't have her powers. She doesn't have visions like, so yeah, I'm glad we're not. I guess letting Mimi go or let it, you know, um, mm-hmm. like completely forget about it. Um, even if it, it it just seems to be Maria that honestly remembers it, but it's fine. Um, on a very shallow note about that first scene, Ether looked stunning, gorgeous, like delight in that scene. The whole like shot, I guess. Oh gorgeous I think one of the the most beautiful shots I've ever seen on Roswell generally Mm -hmm. so pretty agreed um I I do want to talk about something real quick though Mm -hmm. I hate to be like the negative voice on the podcast I feel like I'm a lot but whatever um so we get that that great scene and the the scene at the pony and then it's like she disappears for the rest of the episode pretty Mm -hmm. much And like all this stuff is going on. There's all these moving parts that involve like all of these people that Maria cares about. And she's just like, Like, she has no idea. Nobody's communicating with Maria. Nobody's telling her what's going on. Where is the group chat? Do you not have like 10 separate group chats with each one of them? Like one has Mm -hmm. all of them. And then all of the others have like four of them. And then like- (laughs) Each each one of them is like it's like the group chats that you make for birthday presents. They mm-hmm. don't have the the person you have to get the, the present for. That way, that's what you should do. But no. Yeah. Do they have a group chat that's just like everyone involved with the aliens? 
except Maria in parentheses. Yeah. Like, Maria's not in this one. Alex is not in this one. <laughs> Liz is not in this one. Yeah. It was like Whatever. minus I, Maria, minus Liz. At least I, it seems like, you know, with, with that scene with Liz and Maria at the end, that hopefully now Maria is going to be pulled into the main storyline a yeah. little bit more. Yeah. So I do hope that Liz and Maria are shown to be worried about Alex I know Maria will be I think she will be like kind of like the one spearheading the the search for Alex now because she's been the one connecting with him mm-hmm. um but I do hope they show both of them being worried because like again you've been telling us they're best friends for, you know mm-hmm. and all of these little information being put together by Maria about you know it being Alex this was his favorite milkshake this was his favorite song all of this stuff it still feels a, a little bit like telling, um, mm-hmm. especially the whole trio. I guess we've had Maria and Alex have all their complicated history. We've had Maria and, and Liz back. We have very, like, throughout the whole show, really, we have very little of Liz and Alex. Um, we did have some mm-hmm. last season when, when Alex finally got together um so yeah it would be cool to see the like the trio being a thing you know if they're actually mm-hmm. best friends what i would love in the next episode is i want to see like feral michael going for alex like that's what i want most in life i want liz and maria to be like something is wrong with alex we have to do something and then trying to kind of like spearhead like the charge to find alex yeah and you know like because he's supposed to be part of like their quote-unquote triad yeah and so I would love to see them be like you know we got to do something like let's Mm go um and then Michael can freak out and go find his boy also I hope they they find out pretty soon that Alice is gone too (laughs) (laughs) if they take the same time figuring out that Dallas is gone that they took with Alex Rose not getting found before the food in this season finale. But you know what? I'm really hoping that we get some Alex and Dallas scenes. Oh, yes. Out I of this. Love that. Like that's going to be good because it's like two people that really genuinely care about Michael mm-hmm. and both are kind of like tough love, hard truth kind of people. Yeah. Oh, oh, the potential. Mm-hmm. I agree. One thing that I, one last thing I want to point out with Maria, girl, you asked for a sign, and then you sit there and you're like, no, that can't be a sign. I'm just hearing things. Is I'm this a sign? Yes, it is. Just up. take it as a sign. <laughs> Maria, sure. Why wouldn't it be? Sure, everything is a sign. Whatever. The the um, I don't know what you call it, like calculator or something <laughs> saying hello was so funny to me it's like that stuff you do like in, in primary I expected school. it at one point to say boobs yeah so yeah it was pretty funny they, they, I mean they, they were cute clues and I think if you know however Alex is sending them if it is Alex sending them um there's also a possibility that he isn't but um 
if it is Alex, like it was so cute. Like imagine Alex <laughs> in a cave somewhere thinking, what could I possibly, you know, say to Maria to try and connect her and make her realize that I'm gone. Like shh, it's a milkshake or it's a feather because he's an airman. <laughs> what? Like the, the, the song made sense. The milkshake made sense. The mm-hmm. ding, ding, ding of the bell was so fun. So funny. I'm so glad they did that. The feather, however, that was a little bit like stretching <laughs> the connection there. It was like, yeah. I've connected the dots. <laughs> you haven't connected anything. I've connected them. But anyway, yes. All right, anything else to say about Maria? No, I don't think so. All right, so let's, uh, we have some comments. Uh, Adventures with a tween asked, will non-power people defeat the dark triad or will Isabel? I want Isabel to just railroad all of it. Honestly, that scene that she had fighting Tesca, oh, hot, fine. I really want to find out more about how Tesca was the one training her um yes like was she originally like was she originally against jones yeah yes or did she just betray louise and nora oh so much potential like so fun and like if she was there in 47 was she originally like part it would be hard to explain that she was part of that group when she wasn't in the other flashbacks Mm-hmm. So one would assume that maybe she betrayed them before they left Oasis. I would think so. I would think, you know, because all of uh, the stuff that Bonnie and Tesca and Clyde talk about feels like something that began on Oasis and then continued right. when they went on the ship. So I would think she was already on, on Jones's side when they, when they landed on Earth, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think that, you know, that, that was very intriguing. I hope that that, you know, doesn't get dropped for, you know, three episodes or something. Yeah. Like Roswell's want to do. Sure. Because um, I love that. I, I think that Michael and Max and Maria will get their powers back to defeat yeah. the Dark Triad. But I would love if it was just Isabel being like, nope, I got this. Yeah. Um. I mean, Liz did say at the end of the episode that she thinks she's figured out a way. I think it will take her a couple of episodes um, right. at least to figure out like the proper concoction, I guess. Um, or the proper like experiment, whatever, um, to actually get their powers back. I'm still confused about, you know, they had a power taking thing mm. already and they had a, a like a, a way to heal that already she made that mm. already but anyway right i'll talk fine. about this again it's fine. <laughs> it's fine uh so we had another comment from i really don't know how to say their their username h theus 30 sorry if i got that wrong uh, said really like the Alex reveal and feels like we're finally getting back to the show we love. Mm-hmm. I I agree. This episode felt really like Roswell. Yeah, it feels. 
I think it's just still the, the I guess the, the the season moving very fast and at the same time being kind of slow I think a little bit like season two a, a lot is happening at the same time you don't feel like a lot is mm-hmm. happening um because there's so much stuff that they're just telling you um but I guess character wise it felt like that and um I, I did really get uh, so many dynamics that I really love like the pot squad um the, mm-hmm. the Lisa Max scene um so much that I do really I did enjoy the episode honestly apart from like the all the information that I did not get all right so let's wrap it up with our favorite parts so so difficult because I don't feel like I really had a scene that kind of popped out you know um in this episode but I would say the Dallas and Isabel stuff was very cool um Actually, let me let me say something specific. I would say the flashbacks in the mindscape because I I, okay. I really liked having Bronson back. You uh you took my favorite part, so now I'm sorry. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with the return of Sanders because I love him. Yeah. So I love Sounds when he's good. tied into stuff. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? I don't think so. All right. Well, that was our recap for episode seven. We will be back next week to discuss episode eight. Hopefully Amanda will have returned to us by then. Um, In the meantime, we love to hear your comments and thoughts on the episodes. Uh, You can reach us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Queer Alien Blast, and we will see you next time. Bye guys. Thank you guys.